When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again and getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before and we're bringing you along with us with new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll just talk about Arby's and I, I'm hungry now. Like, so I just want to... This is bad. Like, I can't get on DoorDash right now or go to the grocery store or anything like this is the worst time to get food because i just order everything mm. you know they say never go to the grocery store when you're when you're hungry mm-hmm. because you'll buy a lot more than you need but anyway thanks for that guys let's do the tangent <laughs> it's the tangent with the fred show giving you all the shit we couldn't talk about on air yeah that was my intro to the tangent was just me <laughs> fantasizing about food also i'm looking at the text and it's like the euros at arby's the jamocha shake the turnovers oh get the this turnovers! get that yes! oh, yes. oh god oh god <laughs> What do you mean? I'm so excited. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I may have, I, I think I shared, uh, I did share a couple of weeks ago that a friend of mine, an older friend of mine, kind of like a pseudo grandfather, passed away, and we have been friends for. He was a mentor and a friend. We've been friends for like 15 years. It's, uh, you know, we met sort of serendipitously and, and have stayed in touch and, and he's been, you know, a big part of my life and he passed away. Uh, we kind of fell apart or, or, or drifted apart during COVID because I couldn't go see him because he's an older guy and he had some, some health issues and stuff. So, but, and there were some other things that happened in his life and, and he became kind of reclusive, but I am so fortunate. I mean, I can't even, I can't even tell you how much of a difference this has made uh, really like for me potentially in, for my whole life that I late last year reconnected with him and went to see him and we sat down and, you know, only to, to realize that there were, there was no reason why we hadn't communicated with each other 
Um, you know, I, I thought maybe he was upset. You know how it, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. people like us who over a lot of us overthink in this oh, room, yeah. and it's like mm-hmm. I, I had decided that he was upset with me, or he didn't like me anymore, or whatever. Um, and so he was. You know, had I gotten the news a couple of weeks ago that he passed away, and we had had we not had that meeting, uh, that would have left me, I think, with a lot of questions um, yeah. about where we stood and if we were good, and you know, if he felt somehow betrayed. But you know, I don't know all the different things that you could come up with, and I, I know that none of those things are true. But I did make a decision that um, most of the people that I talked about this with agreed. With, but I did not go to his celebration of life. And there were some people that were like, how can you not? And then there was, you know, my, my thinking. So this guy was well known and he had at least what I'm aware of was a celebration of life in a very large venue. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming attended by hundreds, if not thousands of people. And I don't think you had to know him. You just had to know of him. Um, or to, to attend. And I, again, I don't know how many people wound up going, but I know it was a huge venue. And I, I thought that is not our relationship. Like I, I, I don't know that there wasn't a, a more private event that I wasn't included in. I assume that there was, but, but when I heard that it was, you know, here's this thing and it's at an arena and you can go, I, and it's across the country. I said, you know what? I, I don't think I'm going to feel validated by my experience at this event because it felt so impersonal to me Mm -hmm. and our relationship was so personal and you could say well it was about honoring him and it was but in my opinion funerals are about the living and i guess what i was afraid of is that i would go there and feel sort of distant in a way that i wasn't and feel kind of like a number and and then walk away sort of, I, I don't know, a little bit less fulfilled than I think people would typically like to be in the, you know, when, when you attend a funeral. And the thing is, I kind of think that where we left it late last year, uh, our conversation and, and the way that we left things, to me, I can live with that. Like, that was good enough for me. But there were some people out there that were like, how can you not go to the guy's funeral? And it And, and, and I just... I don't know. I, I was kind of soured by the idea that there are a bunch of people there who respected this person but didn't know him. I knew him. And I don't think I was going to get to see any of his family or offer my condolences to any of these people in person because there were going to be so many other people there. And I, so I didn't go. And I just I wonder what you guys think about that. Like, I wonder if I, you know, it's, it's over now. So the decision was made and I feel good about it. But I wonder if you've ever sort of like been in that situation before where it's like, my relationship with somebody was such that I want to just leave it where it is and not necessarily involve myself in, in whatever happens next. You know, maybe there were people there you didn't want to see, or maybe, maybe, you know, you weren't as respected by his family as, as, as you you felt like you were by that individual. I mean, have you ever been there in that situation before where you're like, I don't really know how to properly honor honor this person. I I have, I mean, I've lost a lot of people in my life and it's not so much like, I don't know how to honor them because I feel like you did. You when you had the conversation, you're going to keep your memories with that person mm-hmm. alive. Like you, you're going to do all of those things. So there's no right or wrong way to do it. But like for me, um, just yesterday, my brother's birthday, he, he died when he was 19. I don't particularly care to go to his gravesite. 
I prefer to just like remember him, like enjoy our memories. And I like to hang out with, uh, with the family, go see his son, just have a good time versus like, I know a lot of people like to go like, you know, people camp out at grave sites mm-hmm. and things like that. I just don't prefer it. I also don't like funerals at all. I like to just remember the person like the last time I saw them mm. um, because I feel like sometimes when you go to a service, you look at them in that state and that mm. that can kind of get stuck in your head as the last time you saw them. So, I mean, I think it's just all about whatever you're comfortable with and how you want to remember that person there is no right or wrong way to do it though you've lost a lot of important people kiki your mom your brother Uh uh-huh yeah um dad yeah my dad last year dad yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i mean and i knew about your parents i didn't know about your brother but um that's amazing it's amazing you're you're a strong woman because i i don't know i I, if i if i don't if i lost those people then i lost everybody yeah yeah Yeah. i lost i lost the most important people to me and i know you have a big family but Mm -hmm. like i can't imagine survive and I'm, I'm not being dramatic i really would have a hard time surviving in a world without those three people it would be it would be tough yeah they're big losses it's, it's definitely um life altering when it happens um but you you got to keep going you know because you're here for mm-hmm. a reason so you just gotta yeah. gotta keep going but when you think about just how you remember a person when that time comes i just think sometimes we think about how society says we're supposed mm-hmm. to and you mm-hmm. know for a long time we would all go to my brother's grave site we would all go to the crash site he died in a car accident mm-hmm. we would all go to the crash site and like put down flowers and i understood that was a part of healing for a lot of other members in my family Mm -hmm. but as I got older I'm like it's just not something I enjoy and grief is so different for everyone Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. oh gosh I'm so sorry too that must have been a really hard anniversary yeah yeah you know yeah I you know, and I, it's not about. I know it's not about me, but I considered him family. I think he considered me. I'm going to say family, as close to family, you know, the family that you choose, kind of thing. I mean, he really invested a lot of me in a way he didn't have to, and but I don't know that his family necessarily saw me the same. And I that's so I'm a little. I guess I'm a little jaded because I, I have a very hard time believing this was the only way that this guy was remembered, and but it was the only way that I was included in, and. It was kind of like, here's the flyer kind of thing. Like, here, here it is. If you want to go, go. And I just, it just didn't speak to, to, to the relationship that I had with this man. And it, I've never, I've never really known anybody who was famous or really, really well known. Um, and so I've never been through this before because anytime somebody dies that I knew, typically it's, you know, a small event, intimate event. And you go to, not only to support the, the people, you know, the person who lost somebody, but you, you go to sort of, be around other people who felt the same way. And I guess you could argue that this was that, but you could, I mean, you could just attend, like you didn't even have to know this person. Mm -hmm. And to me that just, I don't know. I I guess I I felt sort of, believe it or not, I know it's a funeral, but I felt kind of left out in, in in some ways. Like you, you know, I I guess I didn't, if I'm not going to go to something and I'm not going to be able to see his wife and, and say, I'm sorry. And if I'm not sort of in it, then I, and I'm not in the funeral, but if I'm not kind of around the people that I know who knew him and it was, you know, it, it wasn't going to be a little bit more intimate than I guess I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it where it is. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave our, our relationship right where I left it, which was he and I, you know, sitting next to each other, having a conversation. And I just hope I don't regret that. You know, I hope I hope someday I don't I don't because my therapist was even like you, you don't you don't seem like you're grieving this. Like, you know, you're, you're not going to go to the thing and I understand why, but you know, you don't, 
you seem like maybe you haven't ex- the grief hasn't hit you yet like it's going to be delayed and i have to say i didn't think that the last time i saw him was the last time i was going to see him right but i did recognize when i saw him that the end was closer than the beginning i mean he was almost 90 years old mm-hmm. so it's not like he was a young man and so maybe my grieving started a long time ago I don't know if you've ever experienced that, like where you know you're going to lose somebody and it's like losing them in some ways is almost a formality because you've sort of already worked it out in your head. I I hate to say that that's the best way to do it, but in some ways it's like, you know, Rufio, I know you've been through some loss and and it was, it was shocking and and instantaneous. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, you know, there's no way to prepare yourself for that because obviously you don't see it coming (laughs) and, and there's no good way to lose somebody. But in some ways it's like, I can, I can live with where I'm at. And I don't think I had to go to that thing, you know, in order to close that chapter. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I hope I'm not wrong. Your, your situation was very, like, I feel like different, you know, with the public thing. I don't blame you for not wanting to go to something that big if you knew him so intimately, for sure. I mean, there are things that I don't want to do around someone dying that I have done. Like, you know, like I, I have had to speak at funerals and stuff that I really didn't freaking want to do, but I just thought of the person and kind of said like, you know, they're watching and this is for them, you Mm -hmm. know? So I have done things also that I was like, "Eh." but I I think in your situation, you know, I think that was an okay move. I just, I hate to make it about me, but it is kind of about me because my attendance and my sort of what it means, I guess, how I sort of interpret it or how I process it, I think that's what it's for. You know, I think I think some people need needed to go there and have the closure. I, obviously, his family was there and things like that. But on the flip side, I, I, I guess I was comfortable not not going to something that was more of kind of an event than it was a, a traditional mm-hmm. Like the last funeral I went to, I think, uh, well, it was your mom's, Rufio. Mm. But before that, Mm. probably my grandmother and before that, my grandfather. But it was like everybody who was there knew her and I knew them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we were having conversations, you know, both at the event and I spoke at the and I I gave the uh, eulogy. And I don't know, like, obviously, it was appropriate for me to do that because any of us who knew her that well, she was my grandmother, you know, it all made sense to me. And the, the, I guess it wasn't closure because the closure was that she was gone, but it was more there were other people there and we could share stories and memories. And, and there, was a, there was something sort of uh, uh, fruitful about that, right. that process. But th- this wasn't that. This was flying across the country, showing up to an arena. And I, I don't know. I, but there were people who were like, man, you, you're really not going to go. Like, are you really going to feel the closure? But, but I didn't go. Yeah, I think it was a different situation. I think you can grieve him, you know, however you see fit for you. Yeah. And thank God you went to see him. That was like what I was talking about with the TikTok I saw about that girl who lost her mom. You know, I I've that I don't know for some reason like that's changed my mental state lately. Just like do it, see them, reach out, like tell people how you feel, um, because you will never regret that stuff. Mm -hmm. I think, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and and not to get really too deep or crazy personal about it, but you know, it, it does make me think. I'm estranged with my father, and I have been for 30 years. He's still alive. I, I mm-hmm. you know, I, he's around. Um, but to me, th- that and this was very different. Uh, you know, because you could argue, well, aren't you? Lu-, no, I'm, I'm speaking of myself here. Aren't you lucky that you kind of? I didn't say goodbye to my friend, but I, 
I we closed any any there was yeah. there's no uncertainty left right like right. he's gone and I know where he stood and I don't have to wonder about that and so there I, I could see you know in my mind I've been processing well if I believe that and if if I'm grateful for that then should I should I also go close the door with you know other people in my life with whom I'm estranged but it's to me it's so different because because of the terms you know mm-hmm. you're talking about there's so much history that has to be overcome in order to get to the point where you sit down and, and sort of close the door with some people. You know, there really there was a lot of history, but there wasn't a lot of negativity as it pertained to this guy. We just lost touch and mm-hmm. and I just lost the ability to see him as often as I did. And and so it, it was very easy for me to reach out to him and very easy for me to go visit him because. There was no bad blood. There was, there was no, you know, it wasn't, I, I don't, I didn't have to get over a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. in order to close that door, you know? And so I think that those two things are very, in my mind, uh, they're very different. But I, I also encourage people after my experience, this is where I'm, I guess I'm being kind of a hypocrite, but I, I can't even begin to tell you how important it is, in my opinion, to, to, to make sure that you know where you stand with your inner circle, with the people who care about you and, and, and for whom you care, because, because stuff like this happens and you don't know when the last day is. And, 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 and I would hate for anyone to be left with, with questions, mm-hmm. but you know, for me in my mind, it's two very, very different things. But yeah. Maybe, maybe it's not. And it's so personal to you. I mean, that's, you know, what's best for you. You're the only one who knows that I will say I have some people that I, uh, am doing the opposite, like keeping in my life, even though they've hurt me really, really badly. Um, and so it's it's a personal choice, you know. You have to, and if you did talk to him again, like there would have to be so many things that he would have to do, and I don't know if you would get that from him. And you know, your boundaries and expectations would have to be, you know, yeah. made clear. But yeah, I think the ma- the major difference is the history. You know, it's it's. Uh, <sighs> And maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm being a hypocrite yeah. about this, but I, to me, it's just so different. But why do you keep, Kaylin, why do you keep people in your life who hurt you? What's the advantage? Um, it's definitely something I work through in therapy. Um, specifically, I was just talking about my my only living grandparent. Well, I have a step-grandma, but my, my grandfather, um, because he uh, cheated on my Nana, mm. you know, while they were married for a very long time with someone that I knew very well. And I I saw what it did to her. Um, And I, you know, that's a great question. There's other people that I I should have kicked out of my life. Um, I I have set boundaries, though. So, like, my therapist one time said, like, you have two options here. You know, either cut this person out of your life completely or, you know, keep them in. And she said, for you, I think it would hurt more to cut them out and know that they're out in the world and you're not there. But I will say that the relationship is is very tainted. There are boundaries. But just for me, I don't know. It just feels like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like a respect thing. I don't know. But I, I'm not advocating for anyone who's getting, you know, treated poorly to have people in their life. It's It's definitely something I have to work through. Um, yeah, I was just I was just curious what your process was there because uh, no judgment. I don't I don't know the right thing, but I guess part of me reconciling with with you know this individual or yeah. someone who's still living is like I I have to give up so m- I don't know it's I, I there's just so much emotional baggage that comes along with 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 interaction sure. with certain people and and there's expectations you know and I guess 
I guess maybe it's it's case by case. You know, I yeah. got, you can't, it doesn't apply to all people when I when I say that. Because again, I feel like a hypocrite. I'm like on the radio saying, "Hey, you know, call everybody you know and tell them you love them today," because you may not get a chance to tell them that again. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yet there are people that I'm not in a hurry to do that with because I uh, because I don't necessarily feel. I hate to say deserve. It's not deserve, but it's like I I don't I don't know that. I don't know what the word is. It's complicated. I, I don't. I, I don't. get it. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, with my with my grandpa. I mean, I I asked for um, what I needed was an acknowledgement of what he did and an apology for what he did. And for years and years and years, he danced around that. And finally, I did get that. And I did just think, you know, knowing me, I'm an overthinker, and I beat myself up. And I thought, you know, one day I'm going to lose him. And for me, I just personally thought I'm I feel better not being the bigger person, but um, I don't know, just kind of mending that fence and accepting him for who he is. Also, like he's my Italian side. So like I feel like there's this like toxic like respect thing in that, you know, I don't know, like I don't know. It's it's very, it's a lot that I need. to. At least you got the apology. I mean, not. Uh, you know, it wasn't a good one, you, by the way. I, mean, I was, I was going to say, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't a good I don't know apology. what you think about that. Would that would be a place to start with this particular situation? But uh, I don't. And there wasn't a lot of acknowledgement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't. It was more of the formality. Like, okay, he asked for. He did what I asked, but it wasn't what I needed. But you know, and and Fred, like, I barely talked to him. Like, I talked to him on his birthday. Christmas, like, because my loyalty is to my Nana, and it still is. Um, he treated her like fucking shit. Um, so, you know, it's very, very rare, but my dad has a little bit more of a relationship with him. So there is some, you know, intertwining that just felt like, okay, to make this easier for everyone else, I'll kind of um, put that aside. But yeah. team Nana. So maybe that's the message that is like, protect your heart. But be aware Boundaries, yeah. that mm-hmm. people in your life that matter should know that they matter. You know, because again, in our case, there was no bad blood. I mean, the only bad blood I could think of was what I could come up with in my mind, which doesn't mean it was real. It turns out it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, any of us that are overthinkers or have anxiety or whatever else, I mean, we can come up with a million scenarios for anything. And the mm-hmm. longer the time went, the more I was convinced, oh, this guy thinks this, this, this person thinks that. He didn't think any of those things. And I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the only bad blood that existed was what I could make up. I know, uh, in other yeah. cases, there's bad blood because bad stuff happened. And I think that's different. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, you know what? My, my father would, my, my dad, the guy who raised me would tell you, you know, he didn't have a good relationship with his dad. His dad died. Of course, who was there by his side when he died? He was, my, yeah. my dad, of course. Yeah. But there are a lot of unanswered questions there, even with the bad blood. And I do think that he would tell you that he might have benefited from some answers. But I think he's also realistic that he wasn't probably going to get them anyway. Right. So... I don't know. It's it's really tricky. Yeah. I think the thing that needs to happen if you are going to have someone like that in your life is that you need to fully be able to accept that who they are fundamentally yes. and yes. that they are not going to ever be able to give you what, what you need. Yep. So you yeah. need to mm-hmm. lower your expectations if you do want to keep those people in your life and say, hey, I didn't get the dad I deserved. I didn't get the grandpa. I don't, you know what I mean? But this is the situation. This is who they are. They have grown as much as they are capable of. So either I, you know, guard myself around them and keep them in my life or cut them out of my life. It's But you have to accept people for what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, it's that, yeah, it's that strange cost benefit that you have to go through in your mind where it's like, 
what will I gain from further contact slash what might I take away or what right. additional pain might be, be incurred hurt. by, you right. know, so it's like, it's like, do you let resting dogs lie or do you, you know, I, I think you have to weigh that. It, totally. It's not one size fits all no. in that, you know, maybe I'll feel better if I forgive this person and let them know and know where I stand, maybe I'll get more, but, but maybe I'll be more pissed about it yeah. if they continue, which has been my experience, by the way, with this, with this particular, not the, not the guy with the funeral, but right. uh, other people where it's like, right. okay, I'm open to it. And then they do something stupid and you're like, why, why did I even open myself up to that? Yeah. Um, you gotta be guarded it, for sure. It's complicated. Human interaction is complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sorry if this uh, hits too close to home, Rufio. I don't, I don't mean to, Oh no, you're okay. Uh, you yeah, know. I know. I know you're the your your loss. I think is the the freshest uh, of the people in the room, and I I know that it was inst- it's kind of instantaneous, and it's like I oh, yeah. I uh, I know I know that I I have to know that your mom knew exactly where you stood with her, and I know she was oh, so yeah. proud of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, she she told me that so many times. I mean, every time I'd be around her, your <laughs> your mom and your I mean, first of all, your dad is like this guy should be like. Chamber of Commerce for the worst city in the world <laughs> right. because he, he could sell anything uh, mm-hmm. and he lo- but he's so proud of you and and is, I think he's just so impressed by what you've accomplished and I think your mom felt the same way so I, I, this doesn't really this doesn't really apply to you but yeah, yeah. she knew mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. knows yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but yeah so that was my decision and I already had made it and it's over and it yeah. passed so if any of you had been like <laughs> I should have gone, Jackass. No, uh, that would have that would have not <laughs> no. been helpful. But <laughs> right? <laughs> no, Man, I can't right. believe you didn't go. It's like, uh, well, but I, I don't know. It's been on my, it's been on my brain lately. You know that whole that whole sort of dichotomy between who do you, you know, you want everyone to know how you feel so that you don't get caught off guard, mm-hmm. but you also don't necessarily want to get hurt in the oh, process yeah. of. Yeah. I know. It's hard. Fuck, man. It's just so. <laughs> it's hard. It <laughs> but, is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But well, I don't think we said anal sex or. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> uh, I don't think we. Rufio, say something dirty just to make it a tangent, uh, what? please. Talk uh, about your sneak attack. Oh, yeah. Well, my sneak <laughs> <laughs> no, Don't do it. Please we're don't. We're good. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I don't know. I just I wanted to make sure that for those who were tuning in for like a, a, a porn report. Oh, <laughs> got it. No. They, they felt like they got it. <laughs> anyway, um, that's the tangent. Thanks for listening. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts as the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 
let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council.